Hey, Startup Nation, I am so glad you came back to join us for another edition of The Startup Life. You clearly are ready to get the tools you need to get ahead of the competition. Go ahead and give us a five-star rating while you're here. Now, if you're looking for an ad-free experience, go ahead and sign up for our Patreon page, where you will get exclusive content and access to our digital products that we're beginning to launch. The link is there in the show notes. And if you want to ask questions directly to some of our guests, follow the Startup Life Podcast Club on Clubhouse as some of our conversations will start to happen. Happen there. But back to the task at hand. Are you ready to level up? Of course you are. Get ready as the Startup Life Podcast begins now. It's time to be about that life. The Startup Life. Here's your host, Dominic Lawson. All right, Startup Nation. So I hope you're ready to receive some value today. My name is Dominic Lawson, and this is the Startup Life, the show for entrepreneurs and career minor professionals you know startup nation we've been hearing that thing again bitcoin 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 a lot in the news lately and stuff like that and you know we had to bring back a returning a three-time returning champion uh here uh on the startup life podcast my guy terrence m tepera wilson founder of uh the funding clinic and if you want you know some help you know with financials and stuff like that trying to get loans and stuff like that the ppp is back out there in full effect and he's definitely helping people with that go to www.thefundingclinic.com we have a link there in the show notes for easy access if you listen to the replay on the podcast but without further ado we have terrence and tepper and rah wilson what's going on boss man oh man hey it's i'm doing great man i'm glad to be on with you uh it's a great friday out here in la uh, right out there in sunny California. Day, but, oh, yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> I hear that. I hear that, man. So, again, thank you so much for coming on the show once again. And also, we are doing this Startup Nation on Clubhouse. So, if you want to go ahead and be part of the conversation uh, moving forward, make sure you follow the Startup Life Podcast uh, Club here on Clubhouse. So, that way, if you are here, you will be able to ask uh, Terrence uh, a question as well about you know financials and everything else going on for sure so terrence man before we hop into it man because we had a lot to cover man we're going to talk a little ppp loan a little bitcoin even a little kanye oh, as yeah. well so definitely get into that uh as well but before we get into that man just kind of tell the people man we you know uh, i got in my facebook memory today that we released that you know that episode about bitcoin about three years ago today apparently Right. Whoa. So so it's actually kind of great to have you back on for that. But just kind of show, tell the people what you've been kind of up to the past three years, man, since we last spoke. So since we last spoke, what I did, I cashed out some of my Bitcoin. OK. Be debt free. And I made the leap of faith to uh, travel halfway across the country to be with my woman, who's now my wife. Absolutely. Uh, and because of uh, what I sold in my Bitcoin. I was able to actually a fresh new start here and where I was able to focus on building a business. I don't know for those who don't know the cost of living from Memphis to LA <laughs> three to four times higher. Might be a little different. But, <laughs> might be a little different. Yeah. But I was able to move here and focus on building a business and without having to worry about a job. And I can tell you crypto, uh, Bitcoin, really was a major uh player in that for sure uh, since then i've started a business um, where i help business owners and real estate investors access capital to start or expand their businesses mm -hmm. and for those that don't qualify i'm able to help them uh repair their personal credit and build their business credit so that they do qualify right uh, i love it i love what i do I hear that. No, I, I can definitely uh, tell that, man, for sure. And, you know, a, a, a lot of the stuff that, you know, and you, you know, you talked about, you know, cashing in some of the Bitcoin and stuff like that, be able to uh, not only move out to California, but also kind of build a very successful business uh, out there as well, man. You was kind of saying some of these things three years ago, uh, you know, in prep for uh, our conversation today. You know, I went back and listened to that episode. Startup Nation, if you want to get those building blocks and about Bitcoin and blockchain and stuff like that, make sure you check out that episode, What That Bitcoin Do. We have a link there in the show notes for easy access if you listen to the replay on the podcast, man. But you were talking about this very thing, being able to leverage 
the cryptocurrency to kind of do these type of things, you know, live the life you want to live, build the business you want to build and stuff like that, man. So I want to kind of lead off with this question here, because, you know, uh, what we one of the questions we asked you three years ago, right, was, you know, uh, there was a lot of speculation at the time that Bitcoin was either going to drop down to five thousand or go up to sixty thousand. Right. You know, and it was right at that recording. It was about like trading at I think, eleven thousand dollars a coin. Right. And so now here we are three years later. And it's like as of this recording, around fifty eight thousand dollars a coin. You know what I mean? So, man, first of all, take a lap because you get to do that. But also just kind of check out, tell us, man, why the rise, man? Why, why did you come out on the on the right side of that commentary? <laughs> well, <clears throat> Bitcoin is a hedge against the current economic system. Right. All right. So. Bitcoin is the idea behind it is that it provides those that were left out or on the fringes. Mm-hmm. an opportunity to participate now during the time a lot of individuals when i mean like major banks or hedge funds who were scoffing at bitcoin they they really saw it as a threat to to what they were doing right the establishment since, right yeah but they've right. since realized hey we need to get on board with either bitcoin or some other type of cryptocurrency so lately i don't know if you heard about well, everybody's heard <laughs> Elon Musk right. moving the uh, financials of uh, Tesla to Bitcoin. Mm-hmm. Well, that was actually inspired by the CEO of MicroStrategy, Michael Saylor. Mm-hmm. Michael Saylor in 2013 was a huge opponent of Bitcoin. He called it stupid, crazy money, a waste of time. Mm. Now he's one of the biggest uh, proponents of Bitcoin. And he's also responsible for a lot of hedge funds moving their balance sheets over to Bitcoin. Right. Um, <laughs> it's a hard ass. Well, I, I don't want to over. <laughs> gotcha. I gotcha. No, I, I, I definitely get that. But, you know, uh, no, one of the, the things is, you know, and this is one of the things we always talk about here on the startup life, man. It's like if you're paying attention to what's going on around you, it's not exactly uh, as hard as you think to kind of predict the future, right? Or kind of tell what's going to happen uh, next. And you talked about that, uh, uh, you know, three years ago, where you talked about like reading the white papers, paying attention to what's going on uh, and, and stuff like that. And you, one of the things you also talked about uh, was the, you know, the, the the adoption part, the mass adoption part, right? You know, we, we yes. talked about uh, Warren Buffett, you know, uh, having shares in, uh, you know, in, in Bank of America, who who kind of developed his own kind of who filed a patent for its own cryptocurrency and stuff like that. You talked about, uh, you know, uh, it being part of pop culture. Right. You know, we talked about it being in video games and cartoons and stuff like that. And in the three years, you know, uh, Fortnite was all the rage and talking about V books. Right. Almost kind of like grooming right. us to be part of. Uh, you know, uh, the cryptocurrency and, and, and stuff like that. And now just a few days ago, Morgan Stanley announced that, you know, that they were going to now allow, uh, you know, I guess their biggest, you know, uh, you know, biggest investor, their big, the wealthier clients to now, you know, buy Bitcoin from stuff like that. So my question to you, Terrence, is this man, like, is it still too early? I mean, I'm not, not still too early. Are we are is it one of those things where it's, it's, it's not too late to get into Bitcoin or is it one of those things where we, we've we've missed our mark or just kind of give some commentary on that, if you don't mind? Sure. The best let's I could give an, a, a perfect example. Sure. All right. The Internet started as ARPANET in 1969. Right. In 1997 is when it became mainstream. Hmm. Right. Bitcoin right now is where the internet was in 1997. Right. The majority sure. of Bitcoins have already been mined, but <laughs> the last Bitcoin won't be mined until the year 2140. Right. So there's over 2 million Bitcoin left to be mined. So what I'm saying is there will be a time when you won't be able to buy Bitcoin. 
or buy a Satoshi, which is a unit of a Bitcoin, a 100 millionth of a Bitcoin. Right. So what I'm, I'm telling people, don't look at the current price. Look at the amount that you're able to afford to spend without risk of the volatility that may have, uh, arise. Right. And buy consistently and look at it as a, a store of value. And that's what it is. It's, a, it's, a, it's an electronic store of value. It's the equivalent of gold, right. but better. Because if you had a million dollars in gold that you need to transfer, you need to travel from here to India or to Europe or wherever, traveling with that will be crazy. But you can do that with Bitcoin. Right. Or another cryptocurrency. For sure. For sure. And, and we start to see, you know, a lot of people, are, you know, again, kind of talking up Ethereum just like they did three years ago. But they're definitely yes. talking it up uh, now. Then there's another one that's new to me, obviously. Uh, is it Dogecoin, Dogecoin or something like that? Uh, <laughs> no. Yeah, I, I don't know how to pronounce it. Forgive me. <laughs> Uh, but, but like we we're seeing that kind of be part of the the lexicon of cryptocurrency and, and stuff like that and and now it's one of those things where it's like now if I go to my local store or something like that I went to Crosstown here in Memphis Tennessee right like uh, you know before everything happened and stuff like this about a year ago right walking through Crosstown there's a Bitcoin ATM that wasn't there before right yeah. you know that happened within those you know those three years and now you go to a store. Uh, and, and stuff like that, where, uh, you know, you'll say we accept MasterCard, Visa and now Bitcoin. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and so, uh, again, is like this, we're, we're getting closer and closer to this acceptance, which leads me to my next question, man, because, you know, uh, you know, I shared this article and you looked at it and stuff like that about uh, the NFL lineman recently yeah. who wanted half of his uh, contract uh, to be, you know, uh uh, paid to him in Bitcoin, right? And everybody was like, "Man, what is what's what's up with him?" Stuff like that. Then Bitcoin uh, shot up to, I think, like sixty thousand dollars a coin, and turned his thirteen million dollar a year contract to a twenty one million dollar a year uh, contract. Well, you know who who looks foolish now? You know what I mean? Exactly. You know, uh, you know, it said now that makes him one of the most highest paid, you know, uh, people in the NFL. So my question is this, man: Do you see? More and more, not not necessarily maybe uh, contracts or stuff like that being converted to Bitcoin. But do you see things like people asking for their salary in Bitcoin? More and more people asking for not not necessarily just payment uh, in Bitcoin, but just more so finding additional ways and new ways to uh, accept Bitcoin. And and how fast do you see that happening, Terrence, in your opinion? (laughs) So the answer, my answer would be yes. And going back to you mentioned Ethereum, right? On Ethereum blockchain is where a lot of the development for these uh, platforms are being uh, created. So there's something called DeFi, which stands for decentralized finance. Mm-hmm. And basically, on these platforms, they're providing opportunities, or there are companies that are building on it. So think of an, your app store on your phone, right? But it's built on a blockchain. So where is your app? And if the startup life puts an app in a in a Apple in the Google Play, uh, you know, app store, if someone complains about it and there's a bunch of complaints, there's a possibility you could be removed mm. from the their store. Right. Or if you're on a blockchain, there's <laughs> you own it. There's there's no you can't be removed. Right. So these companies are developing alternatives to. The kind uh, the financial system on this blockchain, the Ethereum blockchain, to provide these type of payment gateways, so that you can receive your paycheck on in Bitcoin or another cryptocurrency, or to whereas you can, let's say, the the option for me, and when making my move, I sold my Bitcoin. Well, now there are platforms where I can do what's called staking my Bitcoin. And I can actually take out a loan mm. against my big, my Bitcoin or wow. other cryptocurrency. Right. So where I can get a loan of 75% of that value in less than 15 minutes with no credit check. It's just using the value of my current Bitcoin or other cryptocurrency. And I can use as fit. Gotcha. So, yes. <laughs> no, no, it just, it just amazes me. Like, you know, again, like, you know, it's, uh, you know, amongst other things in society, you know, when we talk about currency and stuff like that is just really being challenged. And at this point of like, you know, maybe changing into something else. Right. You know, 
Uh, but let me ask you this, you know, because now just like anything else, man, when there's like a trendy thing or whatever, whether it be entrepreneurship or cryptocurrency, the scammers start to come out. Right. You know, now oh, yeah. we're, we're now we're starting to see people sliding the DMs talking about, hey, you know, you know, do you want to buy Bitcoin or have you tried out this Bitcoin, uh, whatever, you know, uh, ETF or whatever the case may be, man. So I guess for the people you know, uh, who are thinking about maybe, uh, you know, buying into Bitcoin, buying in Ethereum or Litecoin or wherever the case may be. Right. You know, what are some of those things when people, you know, talk about, you know, buying to their cryptocurrencies? Like what are some red flags maybe I need to look for just to make sure that I'm not getting scammed? Because I know everybody's not like out here trying to like get over on people. Right. But I mean, right. let's be honest, there's people out here trying to get over people. Right. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yes. Yes. And hey, I've been a victim of of many of them. Gotcha. I, thousands. Mm -hmm. But I, I look at it instead of, uh, you know, crying about, you know, my losses. I say that's a part of that's education. That's true. That's, that's true. Education space. And what I've learned is with a crypto project, what I usually look at the team behind that project. So usually on the white paper, you can go and see or on their website, you can see first they have the white paper. Right. Which lets you know what is it that they plan on doing. Then you look at the team behind it. So you look for people who have experience in tech. You look for people who come from certain corporations. Like, for instance, there's a, <laughs> a cryptocurrency platform or ecosystem being built wherein the founders of it are from YouTube and Twitch. They were founders of YouTube and Twitch. Mm -hmm. And they're doing a streaming service platform. So one that, that experience that that would impress them. That that would impress me. So I'm like, whoa, they have experience in what they're doing on the blockchain space. Gotcha. Then you see the relationships they have. So this particular company, they have some relationships with like Lionsgate and Sony. So now you see that the, it's the real deal. So when I found it, it was this coin. It was like three dollars a coin, and I'm like, this is the real deal. So I did a little more research. I grabbed some, did some more research, and I'm saying this is one of these big plays in the crypto space. And then you look at the roadmap. They, they, there's something called a roadmap. So they basically give a, 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 a map of what they're going to do by these specific dates. Mm -hmm. So you look and see if they said that by March 1st, they're going to release this. And by March 15th, they haven't. That will raise a red flag. Mm. Like, why haven't they? Gotcha. Uh, so is it something to provide? Uh, fix a problem to be a solution to an existing problem or is it a money grab right and right. from there that will be <laughs> so so most of the red flag is if somebody tells you like me i i tell i don't tell people hey buy invest in this in bitcoin because you'll get rich <laughs> right i say it's a store of value but anybody that's telling you hey you can make this much money investing in this product this cryptocurrency project run that that's a that's a red flag right there and that's something i had to learn along the way right yes it can be it's very profitable i i've seen profits but if you get in looking for a, a get rich quick scheme you look for immediate riches you're set it's a setup for for you know disappointment for sure for sure. No, I, I appreciate that, man, because like, look, we, we here at the Startup Life, you know, we definitely want people to look into different things, but we also ha have an obligation to kind of help not get, you know, whatever right now. But I will say this full disclosure, just like I did three years ago. This is for your you know, educational purposes, Startup yeah. Nation. We are not telling you to invest in Bitcoin, not invest in Bitcoin or whatever the case may be. Obviously, you need to do your due diligence in order to do what's best for you and your family and and also your, you know, uh, your pockets or whatever the case may be. So definitely appreciate all that, Terrence. Let me do a quick reset. Once again, we are talking to Terrence and Tepper Wilson, the founder of the funding clinic. Make sure if you want to check out his knowings and goings and stuff like that or need a little help, uh, stuff like that, go to thefundingclinic.com. Uh, we have a link there in the show notes uh, for easy access. And we want to also let you know that we are doing this episode on Clubhouse. If you want to get in part of the conversation uh, on Clubhouse, make sure you follow our club, the Startup Life Podcast Club here on Clubhouse. Once again, we got Lawrence and Bimini and my guy Lucas just came through. 
Appreciate you coming in, Lucas, and stuff like that. Now, I'm going to go ahead and turn hand raising on because I know there may be some questions about Bitcoin. And while I do that, I'm going to go ahead and ask this this quick question uh, here, Terrence. And I just thought lost my train of thought. I do apologize. About that. No problem. Um, oh, no, I know what I was going to ask, because, you know, three years ago, we talked about this where, uh, you know, what you would love to see around cryptocurrency and stuff like that well i actually got two questions one is uh we, we would like to see like those ancillary businesses outside of or in around uh the cryptocurrency space you talked about a quote from the gold rush about like the people who really made out were the people who are out here selling shovels right <laughs> so uh but you know one of the things like have you seen you know and i know three years you know in the span of the universe it's not very long uh, but have you seen any, not necessarily business that were establishes, established around cryptocurrency or maybe just some that like that, the, the early rumblings, the starting of like those ventures have started surrounding cryptocurrency? What have you seen the past three years, Terrence? Oh, wow. So so where I live at in Los Angeles, I'm mm-hmm. in Inglewood. Gotcha. And there's a over the chain. Um, oh, sorry. There's a storefront. Gotcha go into it's called the crypto blockchain plug okay you can go there and you can purchase crypto over the counter and you can purchase other crypto products they have classes they have a a workspace uh like a um i can't think of the name like a we work type okay facility yeah where you can meet up you can rent office space uh they teach you how to mine they sell the mining the equipment to mine crypto uh the works and that's I love it. Um, seeing big uh, Bitcoin ATMs all over, right? And else, um, then the online products that have been created to where is I know some individuals who actually operate 100% crypto, mm. and so the way that they're able to do that is there are companies that have uh mastercard and visa cards where that can be attached to the crypto accounts right then there's a company that you can actually send crypto to and you can purchase gift cards to your favorite businesses and use it there so it's so much and uh something earlier you mentioned when you mentioned Fortnite. well well i don't want to go too far ahead but go ahead (laughs) go ahead (laughs) well there are games Mm. in the crypto space that have been developed Okay. Where you can purchase, like, imagine, think back to, well, well, let's use Fortnite. Okay. I'm, I'm not that familiar with it. But Neither am I, but I have nieces and nephews who love it, and, yeah. and kids yeah. who love it. So you know, yeah, yeah go for so it. I can, I, what I can use as an example is so there, so there are games in the crypto space like Fortnite, where your kids or you, you can actually purchase land plots of land in the game mm-hmm. or you can purchase the items that are used in the game and those items have a value that can be actually be traded so in one game uh, sandlot the largest sale that took place on um, of a virtual land actually was last month someone paid 1.5 million dollars for a piece of virtual land mm. So there are people who are buying and flipping virtual land. That's crazy. Uh, There are digital uh, uh, collectible cards. I know someone they purchase. I was in a master class because uh, I I have a a percentage of my monthly income. I have a a set aside amount, an amount set aside to invest in my education because I I see the, the growth in this space. And and also, I, I believe in investing in my education for personal and self-development. For sure. But I was in a master class where someone purchased a pack of digital cards. They paid $230 for an NBA pack. It's like a, there were nine cards. It's like you really don't know what's in it. It's like a, uh, a secret box. But in that card, in that, in that uh, pack, one of the cards was a LeBron card that was currently going for $2,500 on the market. Mm. they paid $230 for it. That's crazy. Then there's a platform where you purchase something like that, where you can actually use it as collateral for a loan. So in the crypto space, crypto is now clarified as an asset. Right. Whereas (laughs) 
you can actually operate within without having a credit score or the other factors that are you variables that are used in the let's say in the outside world or the centralized world right it, it's totally amazing right and it, it, it seems like you know and we, and we you know again you know it started makes you probably gonna get tired of me referencing our conversation from three years ago but it really is the foundation of what we're talking about today but you talked about this through you know a couple of years ago where, you know, not necessarily just Bitcoin itself, but the cryptocurrency space as a whole is a now uh, uh, you know, allowing for those people who may be underserved or whatever the case may be underbanked and stuff like that now to get into, you know, to kind of do things that they want to do because this cryptocurrency is allowing them to do that, whether it be start businesses, get loans, this that, and the other. We gave the example of like investing in, you know, uh, third world countries that don't necessarily have. Uh, that ability to get like the traditional bank loan or something like that to start like a, a rice farm or something like that. You know what I mean? So, no, I appreciate you sharing that. And you you mentioned MasterCard uh, early. And this is one of the things that I've been fascinated about the whole cryptocurrency, in particular, blockchain technology, is that like when we we recently talked to the chief marketing officer of MasterCard, Raja Raja Manar, but he's also the president of their healthcare business. And he said one of the biggest technologies he's very excited about is blockchain in the healthcare space. So, uh, you know, it just goes to show again, talk about Morgan Stanley, you talk about MasterCard, you talk about Elon Musk, you talk about uh, Bank of America, you talk about Warren Buffett, you know, three years ago, we talked about Jamie Dimon. It's like more and more people are giving this thing validity. Right. You know, and, and so it just goes to show that, like, I'm not saying invest in Bitcoin, but you damn sure better be paying attention. You know what I mean? That, is that fair to say, Terrence? It's very fair. That's it's fair to say that is fair to say for sure. For sure. So kind of want to switch gears again. If, if you're there here in Clubhouse and you want to ask uh, Terrence some questions about, you know, Bitcoin or some of the stuff that's uh, that's going to come up, you know, that we're going to talk about in the future or whatever the case may be here on Clubhouse. That hand raising is now available. So you can go ahead and raise your hands uh, if you want to, just to let you know, we are recording this for the Startup Life podcast. So if that's an issue for you, then maybe you might not want to uh, raise your hand and ask a question. But I want to kind of transition, man, to uh, PPP loans. I know they're back now uh, and stuff like that. So uh, I know they're back now and stuff like that. Uh, so, you know, what are some things that you're doing to kind of get the word out about the PPP loan and helping people out and stuff like that? And then we'll get to Lawrence because I see he has a question. Perfect, perfect, perfect. So as a business loan broker, I work with uh, business owners, real estate investors daily. So last year when the, when the, the, uh, the pandemic hit, uh, a lot of my lenders were running, you know, running for cover. Uh, but of course, uh, because I had established so many different relationships, I was able to remain or continue lending. So uh, the P- the EIDL, that was the first loan that was issued, uh, came out. So I was working with a an accountant, uh, helping her with her clients. And I was able to get a little guidance from the SBA on how to help clients get approved for it. Right. And then the PPP came along. So one of the lenders that I worked with, one of the direct lenders, they were able to help me with that process. So with the PPP, the way it's set up, if your business was in operation prior to February 15th to 2020, uh, you will qualify for it. Uh, for that business, your business, it had to be a real business, not necessarily a LLC or S corp or anything. You could be a gig worker Right. independent contractor, sole proprietor. But as long as you have records, you uh, filed your taxes. So if you do a Schedule C, uh, we're using your Schedule C mm-hmm. and uh, bank uh, records, we can get you, we were able to get a lot of clients funded. So I used, uh, of course, Facebook and uh, LinkedIn. That's my main source of uh, marketing. Right. And I've been able to help a lot of clients get approved. And we have a actually a 95% success rate with our approvals. Now, for clarity and transparency, it's not that 95% of the people that apply <laughs> get approved. It's right. more so because we're able to do our in-house underwriting in that I know what the SBA guidelines are from A to Z. Mm-hmm. So when I look at a file, 
if one or more letters are missing out of A to Z, we just work with you and let you know, hey, this this won't fly. This is what we need. And we'll take the time to be patient with the customer or the client to get them through. This is one of the best loan products I've ever seen. Hmm. I see loan products every day. Right. One, it's not credit-based. Two, <laughs> when you get the funds, you have 10 months before your first payment is due. Hmm. Then three, the interest rate on it is 1%. You'll never see a, a no. business loan at 1%. <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> not but at then, all. Then, then another, fa- another plus is, if you can show that 60% of, or if, if you use 60% of those funds for your business, for payroll, more, uh, really, mm-hmm. you qualify to have it forgiven. And if, for those who may question, if, if you're your own employee, if you're an independent contractor, you're a one per, a one man show, you're your employee, you're, you, it will be your payroll. So you're paying yourself. So you qualify to, for, uh, to apply for forgiveness or to have the loan forgiven. And 97% of the loans are forgiven. It's allotted to, uh, they, they're expecting that. But only for those who follow the steps. Right. And I mean, it's a, I'm encouraging everyone to do it. The current deadline is March 31st. It's been, ex- uh, they're working on an extension to May 31st. Uh, the House voted uh, to extend it, waiting on the Senate. Right. And I, I, I believe that it will be done. But I'm telling you, if you did Uber, Lyft, DoorDash, independent contractor, whatever, hey, I say apply. I hear that. I hear that. Thank you uh, for sharing all that information for sure. Uh, Terrence. All right, Startup Nation, so we're going to go ahead and take a quick break. We got to pay some bills. Once again, my name is Dominic Lawson, and you're listening to The Startup Life. Hey, Startup Nation. I think we can all agree that 2020 was more or less a dumpster fire, right? I mean, come on. On top of surviving a worldwide pandemic, good friends and family of mine lost their jobs, had their hours cut, or went out of business altogether. Yet many of these same people are talented creatives, web developers, photographers, graphic designers, SEO specialists, and writers with solid, marketable, in-demand skills. So I've turned them onto Hectic. Hectic is an all-in-one business management software built specifically for freelancers who are just getting started or looking to take their freelance business to the next level. Hectic is everything a freelancer needs to get started, from easy-to-use contracts and proposal builder to client management and project tracking to expenses and invoicing that features click-to-play technology that makes it quick and easy for freelancers to get paid. And we all want to get paid, Startup Nation. Built specifically for freelancers, Hectic is everything you need to get started. Visit gethecticapp.com forward slash the startup life now to learn more and start for free. Yep, adding your first client on the platform will always be free. And if you sign up through gethecticapp.com forward slash the startup life, you'll be supporting me and this podcast because who couldn't use a little support these days, Startup Nation? Visit gethecticapp.com forward slash the startup life to find everything you need to start or grow your freelancing business today and put those in-demand skills to good use in the way you've always dreamed of. The link is there in the show notes. All right, Startup Nation, welcome back as we continue our conversation with today's guest here on The Startup Life. We'll go ahead and go to Lawrence. I think Lawrence may have... A question. Lawrence, welcome to the start of life, brother. What's your question? Thank you, Dominic, for allowing me to come on. And how you doing, Mr. Terrence? I got a question. Um, I've heard about stablecoin and I was wondering, and I, and I heard it from Mark Cuban. I was watching uh, him on EYL and he talked about stablecoin. What is that? And then, you know, is that a more of a safe bet to go if you want to get into the cryptocurrency? Or is it, you know, just something that's just kind of like a whim? You need to really go look at like Ethereum or Bitcoin. Okay, perfect. That's a great question. How's it going, uh, Lawrence? Uh, So a a stable coin. So so there are are different categories for cryptocurrency. 
So a, a stable coin is there is not one coin. It's like it's a category of coins. So a stable coin is actually pegged to the dollar or pegged to the currency of the country that you're in. So it's more of a way of you can park your money into a stable coin and you know that it will retain the value of a dollar. And it's like you use it for when you're ready to invest in another cryptocurrency, you're, you're able to move it from the stable coin to that cryptocurrency or you're able to actually uh, move it along across the, the blockchain. So it's like I can pay you in a stable coin. So there's uh, several stable coins like uh, Tether is a stable coin. DAI is D-A-I is a stable coin. There's several others, but it's pegged to the U.S. dollar. So it's not something that you get rich off. Uh, now, there are platforms where you can park your um, do what's called staking of your stable coins. And it's almost like a bank. So you park your stable coins with this company and they guarantee to pay you a certain percentage rate, like maybe 6% or higher. And for those that don't know, if your bank, uh, you're getting less than 2% and inflation is over 3% annually. So more so people use the stable coins as a hedge against inflation and uh, a safe or what's perceived to be a safe uh, way to park their money rather than their local banks. Does that answer your question, Lawrence? Yes, it do. Thank you. All right. Thank you, sir. Thank you so much. All right. right, We're going to go to Lucas. Lucas, man, thank you so much for coming in the room. Welcome to the startup life, brother. What's your question? Hey, thanks, Dominic, for allowing me to speak. And I just want to say uh, (laughs) I'm part part of the Money Tribe uh, group with with Terrence on on Facebook. I came in to kind of represent for them, but also just to kind of, you know, thank Terrence. um, Because of I actually got started in big and really, really didn't know what it was when I was, when I was investing in, it. I was just, you know, I want to, this, this guy isn't knowledgeable. He, they, they're trying to put things before they blow up and we get left behind. And so I just jumped in and being on clubhouse, there are tons of rooms that talk about Bitcoin and talk about all these other um, cryptos. And so I've been able to educate myself and I, you know, now I know I have a, a good plan, but my question for y'all is, you know, how do we, how do we let other African-Americans like other black people know and other minorities know, you know, how to get into these things early? Cause I know, this is part of what this 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 podcast and what part of what this conversation is about. But what are some of the things that we're actually doing? Because I want to actually be able to to help my you know help as well. But what you know what can we do to get the word out? Because you know some of us we're early adopters and we want to get some of the people who are skeptical or who think they can't. Terrence, you want to take that one first? Yes, yes, this is a great question. And thanks, thanks, Lucas. Uh, Hey, man, glad to have you on. Uh, I started the group, The Money Tribe, actually for that purpose. Um, I've worked with a number of organizations over the years, and that's actually what helped me start my business uh, in advocating and working in the community to get the word out about financial empowerment, about credit, about business ownership and things like that. And one of the best tools that I've used, uh, well, of course, social media educating on social media, working within our families, sharing the information with them, uh, letting them know that, hey, look, if all you do, or a good example is $1 in 2017 currently has the the purchasing power of 93 cents. But $1 in Bitcoin from 2017 currently has the purchasing power of $57. Showing how this is a way to restore that wealth that's been lost for so many, so many factors that by parking a percentage of our wealth into Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies, we can build wealth, the generational wealth that we talk about. That if we look at a Bitcoin as we would look at a house or another asset how we can actually use that Bitcoin, uh, develop a, a long-term game plan to where we can actually invest in the crypto while we're learning, while we're putting a plan together. 
and then use that cryptocurrency to actually borrow against to invest in either property or whatever other asset it is that we want to get into. So it's more so each one teach one because the idea, the concept behind Bitcoin initially was peer to peer. It's like you and me doing transactions uh, with each other without asking a government or a central bank to uh, for permission. So I can send a dollar. I'm in Los Angeles. I can send a dollar to Kenya. I can send to Europe, wherever, without having to go through a, a third party. Well, that dollar in another country, depending on uh, their monetary system, can can be gold. I know in Gambia, 20 American dollars has the purchasing power of $1,000 there. So that can actually, that can change lives. Well, that's what Bitcoin does. And we're just showing how it can change lives. Uh, what I'll do is I'll send uh, Bimini. I mean, uh, hey, Bimini, how you doing? <laughs> I send to uh, Dominic a list of some resources. There are some documentaries that are that are amazing. And we just get just share with our friends and our family um, these documentaries getting together. And if, even if it's in our living room, when I was in in uh, Memphis, we did workshops in in living rooms and barbershops and restaurants and churches. And to make use of the, the space and the opportunities that we have. Um, like I said, this is the equivalent of the Internet in 1997. So there's so much room to grow and there's so much room for us to actually build upon. And um, this space is still considered new and young. And you'd be amazed at what what's going on in space. I earn cryptocurrency when I walk. I read er, I read articles and I earn cryptocurrency. I watch videos and I earn cryptocurrency. And what I'm always thinking about the work I did, one of the the most the work that I'm most proud of that I did when I was in Memphis. For 8 years we worked at every other Sunday going out feeding the homeless, our homeless family. Well, I've always been thinking of how can we use cryptocurrency to help and help those uh, instead of them uh, begging for money, how they can earn crypto because there are so many ways that you can earn crypto and how they can use that to get their basic needs until we figure out some, some macro solutions to their problems. But, but the, the going back to your question, I, I know I, I'm long winded. I get excited. I'm passionate. <laughs> But just sharing with your family and your friends, those that you have a direct uh, that you come into contact with, uh, showing, letting them know that the easiest way to purchase crypto is actually through Cash App. And just letting them know that you can put a, you can purchase a dollar worth of Bitcoin. You can purchase ten dollars worth of Bitcoin, uh, you know, an amount that you can afford to part with without it, you know, negatively impacting your family. And also show that, hey, now don't <laughs> keep your eyes off, uh, you know, don't pay attention to the dips. But just if you consistently purchase, uh, there's something called dollar cost averaging in stock. Well, we actually use it in Bitcoin as well. I purchase daily. I have a, 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 a plan that I purchase some Bitcoin daily. So I'm able to benefit from the, the ups and the downs of Bitcoin because when it's down, I'm able to purchase more. So it's more so it's education and, and letting folks know, hey, this is this is the future of money and we're in the future. Don't get left behind. <laughs> I hear that. Thank you so much. And I would just add to that, uh, Terrence and, and Lucas, that like, look, man, just help who you can, but just don't focus on who you can't help. You know what I mean? Because not everybody's going to listen. Not everybody's going to be receptive to uh, that information and the time you're kind of using with that person who's not receptive of information, you could be using that time to be helping uh, somebody else. We, you know, that's why we kind of, why we have this show. Uh, this is, you know, why, you know, whether it's Bitcoin or entrepreneurship, you know, we just, we reach who we can reach. You know what I mean? That's all you can do. Ain't that fair to say, Terrence? That, that's, that's very fair. That's fair because there were individuals who laughed at me 2017, 2015. Right. I got Bitcoin 2015 started posting about it on Facebook 
and folks are like, you still, you, I don't believe you're in this scam, this monopoly money, this, hey, they use that to, to buy drugs and, and other illegal activities. Right. And uh, many of them folks that came, they inboxed me, hey, man, man, I, I feel like an idiot <laughs> uh, or whatever. And I'm like, no, no, no. Hey, that was fair. Right. It was fair. It was, you, <laughs> it was fair. Uh, you didn't know. Right. And For sure. I right. don't advise anybody to do anything that they don't know or understand. Right. Um, or feel comfortable with, I guess. That's it. That's it. That's right. it. That's it. Right. And I said, hey, I can even give you, you know, I, I've given out a lot of Bitcoin. <laughs> I'm married right. now. So there are some things that. Of course. Of my course. Wife. <laughs> but but I just say this this space is amazing. This is an amazing space. You see kids walking around. with They have a million millions of dollars in crypto. They're not even concerned with the money part, the monetary value of it. They just love that the space or they love the game that they're playing. And the idea that it's worth if they cash it out, that it's a million dollars, it doesn't even phase them. Right. Because they're just enjoying, they're just living life. Or you know, if you go back, crypto, a Bitcoin, it was mainly created uh, by programmers. So the initial individuals who were in it were gamers. So it appeals to gamers. And, you know, in those games, you're doing those in in game transactions. So for them who this person, this kid who has a million dollars in assets and a cryptocurrency, their big flex is they own a castle in a game or they own this land in the game. And that's all that's important to them. They're not looking at it from a perspective of greed of I could take a million dollars and I can buy this. They're looking at, no, I want this, <laughs> this asset that's in the game. Right. I want to own the land. And that's why they have millions of dollars in this space. And it's almost wealth has been created out of, out of thin air. And I love it because it provides, it provides an opportunity to where the 7 billion people on the planet have a chance. Right. That's, As opposed that's to it. a selected few. No, I definitely right. understand right. that for sure. Hey, Bimini, you got a question. What's up? Hey, hey how you guys doing? Hey, Terrence. Hey, Bimini. <laughs> Good to talk to you. Congratulations to all your success, my brother. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Yes, sir. Uh, so I'm going to play devil's advocate for a second here. Mm-hmm. Um, so. You know, I was one of the people in the beginning was kind of skeptical of Bitcoin, not because if, you know, the the concept of it wasn't uh, viable. It's the I guess the concept of um, how do you place value on something? And I guess I had trouble with that in the beginning. What is the intrinsic value of Bitcoin? But I got to thinking about our current monetary system. It's kind of conceptual as well. Right. Yes. So. Yeah. And I think uh, I think that a lot of people who are skeptical um, and who don't, you know, who kind of see this monopoly money, I I don't think that they understand to take a step back and think about the current monetary system, that it is also conceptual. We all buy into this concept of the U.S. dollar and we just never question it for decades. So so to those people, you know, who who want to understand further, how do you explain that the the value in cryptocurrency is that decentralization of um, access to money, be it U.S. dollar, Ethereum, uh, you know, Dogecoin, Bitcoin, IOTA, what have you, that um, this new way of, of thinking about money is basically you're taking the, all of the constraints of the economic system that we have in place now. And you're basically you're eating away at it to free up um, where the administration of or I guess the constraints on the facilitation of commerce is is broadened because you talked about, you know, um, how people who, you know, who are disadvantaged have a chance if they get into this. Can you explain how you how do you relay that information to um, people who don't understand? Like what what is. What is cryptocurrency? Because a lot of you know you hear it and it sounds fancy, but if you can't you can't bring it down to to make it tangible, a lot of people will just you know not not be up and not pay attention. You're, you're so you're so correct. You're so correct. Uh, so what I tell individuals first, 
this is an opportunity for you to create a bank or a treasury for your family. I try to be careful with using the word bank, but this is the opportunity for you to create a, a treasury for your family. It's a form of digital money or currency that's backed by math. And when I say it's backed by math is that the idea is that governments print money on demand to, um, to meet the needs of the nation. But the problem with that is the debt that ensues or the, the, um, the inflation. So what happens is the value of that money loses, it, it loses purchasing power. So I tell people that it's a form of digital money that's deflationary. The idea is that it will hold a value just like gold did for 10,000, more than 10,000 years. But the difference is with it and in gold is it's transportable. Like I gave the example earlier to Dominic, if you had a million dollars and you're traveling from, uh, you know, Memphis to another part of the country or, or somewhere else in the world, it would be almost impossible to travel with a million dollars in gold bars. But with Bitcoin, you can do it. Not only can you travel with it, you can send it. So I tell individuals, like, it's not a get-rich-quick scheme, but it is an asset. It's considered an asset, and it is something that you can actually build wealth for your family with. But also, I also suggest that they read, a, I read the uh, Bitcoin white paper by Satoshi Nakamoto. I, had, uh, I suggest that they watch a few documentaries, like the rise and rise of Bitcoin. And in the past, I used to, I would give them Bitcoin. Now I have a link where you can actually watch a few videos and I'll send that to Dominic as well, where you can watch a few videos and you can actually earn some cryptocurrency uh, that you can actually either keep in the cryptocurrency that it's in or convert to Bitcoin. But just show that this is a fair system. Um, there'll never be more than 20, 21 million Bitcoin. One Bitcoin breaks down to 100 million units called a Satoshi. And I tell people, don't focus on what the current price of Bitcoin and see it is so out of reach for you. Just purchase as many Satoshis as you can. Currently, a $1 can purchase close to 2,000 Satoshi. Some, at, one point, at some point in the future, people will be purchasing or you'll hear more talk of Satoshi. Instead of how much, how much, how much does this cost in dollar? They'll say, hey, give me 300 Satoshi or give me 20 Satoshi. That's what's going to happen. Um, I say do as much as you can to study. And I, I usually give resources like going to coin market cap, uh, coin telegraph. I tell them read the white papers so that you can learn what these products are, what they're doing, what these projects are. And in that process, you, you have the opportunity to act as our venture cap, venture capital form, form uh, firms or private equity firms in that you have the opportunity to, Invest in the company before everyone else does, before the majority of the world knows about it. Um, and it's an opportunity that is life-changing. And I usually share my story of how April of 2015, uh, my first uh, set of Bitcoin I purchased, it was $450 a coin. I, uh, I was introduced to it by someone on Facebook. And it intrigued me and I was already involved or uh, interested in economics and entrepreneurship. So I just saw this as I didn't see it as something that would go to $60,000 in my lifetime. But I saw it as something that I should learn as much as I can about. I should purchase and I should share with my friends and, and those I care about. And now I'm. I've been reborn, sort of. <laughs> I was a believer in 2015. I was really a believer three years ago, but now it's like I've been. I've met so many people out here in LA that are in this space, and so many other people that I've communicated in my in my travels that I know that this is the key to changing the conditions of a lot of people in our community and around the world.
and I know I'm I'm long winded. Uh, let me know if I really if I <laughs> answered your question. <laughs> you did, you did. Uh, I, I guess my my concern in the future. I know you're about to wrap up, uh, Dominic. Maybe um, is in the future as more cryptocurrencies enter the market. Well, do you see uh, more of a, a, um, um, a more pressure to, OK, well, you know, how do you, you know, what's the value in buying my cryptocurrency versus the other cryptocurrency? And do you see us eventually severing ties from the U.S. dollar completely? Yes. Yes. That's great. Great question. So. There's a site, it's called Coin, Coin Market Cap, for those that, that are not uh, familiar with it. It lists over 8,000 cryptocurrencies. But now in the cryptocurrency space, there's hundreds of thousands, there's probably millions of cryptocurrencies. We can create a cryptocurrency. 8,000 if we just go to Coin Market Cap. Out of the 8,000 coins that are on there, 99% of them are worthless. So it's a, a matter of researching the coin. What is this project about? So as I mentioned earlier, it's, you get the opportunity to actually look at what's the team behind this project. So if there's, if someone from that team is on from Stanford, MIT, or one of those colleges is a high chance that that person is high in tech technology. So that's a good thing. So you look at what's the problem that they're trying to serve you know, trying to solve them. So is it in that, in that you'll be able to see, is this a get rich quick opportunity that, that they're trying to just get you to purchase their crypto so that they can use it to purchase more Bitcoin or an established cryptocurrency, or do they really believe in what it is that they're doing? Also look at the relationships that they're developing. You notice that there are cryptocurrencies that are pennies, or less than $10 or very affordable that have relationships with some major companies. Well, in doing your research, you have the opportunity to see, wait, this company just developed a relationship with Sony and Lionsgate and they're doing a streaming company or this company, they have a relationship with Amazon. I've never heard of this, this coin where it's actually a company in most cases. Well, you get to see that. What if you see someone that just say, Hey, this cryptocurrency is going to change the world and they really have no clear <laughs> uh, explanation of how they're going to do it. There's a high chance that they're, that they're running a scam, that they have something that's worthless, or maybe they actually believe in what it is that they're doing, but it's a matter of how do they get it, convey it to others to actually use it in some, some form or fashion. So yeah, you'll see a lot of worthless uh, cryptocurrencies. And yes, uh, so I see the U.S. dollar moving into a digital currency, uh, a digital currency. So a decentralized digital currency. Uh, Jamie, uh, Dominic mentioned uh, how we mentioned uh, Dame, Jamie Dimon on our last uh, interview. Well, J.P. Morgan, they're they're talk they're in talks of coming out with their own cryptocurrency. Um, you heard uh, Facebook was. Uh, considering doing a project called Libra. Well, it will be a decentralized currency uh, along the lines of the, I'm sorry, it will be a centralized currency uh, along the lines of the U.S. dollar. Uh, the U.S. dollar is on its way out, especially we look at COVID and this, the many fears that uh, arise. So that'll be used as an excuse, hey, passing dollars we pass germs. <laughs> so a lot of people are moving away from that. And so I see a, within our lifetime, a digital currency uh, from the United States government or Federal Reserve, should I say. Does that answer your question, Bimini? It does. Thank you so much, Terrence. Okay. Thank hey, you. my pleasure. My pleasure. Thank you so much uh, for that question, Bimini. Just do a quick reset. I'm going to ask one last question, and I promise we're going to get uh, Terrence out of here. We've been very grateful uh, for his time. Once again, we've been talking to, and we're actually wrapping up with 
Terrence and Teparai Wilson, the founder of the funding clinic. And if you want to make sure uh, you got your ducks in a row from a financial literacy standpoint or that PPP loan, make sure you go to the funding We have a link there in the show notes for easy access. If you listen to replay on the podcast. Also, if you were curious about all those resources uh, that Terrence has been mentioning here on the podcast, we have a link for all of that. All that information is there in the show notes uh, for easy access uh, as well. And, and Terrence, you were talking earlier about like people, you know, you know, making fun or whatever case may be and, and, and talking about, man, you're crazy. This that, and the other man, you know, there's a, there's a certain rapper uh, that happened to as well, Kanye West. And so with his recent uh, uh, state, not necessarily recent statements, but recent findings from UBS saying that he's worth over $6 billion now due to his, you know, apparel line. He has a large stake in Kim's, um, uh, clothing line as well, man. Just kind of give some commentary on that, man. A lot of people, you know, no matter how you feel about Kanye from a political standpoint, stuff like that, I'm talking about Kanye, the businessman, uh, exclusively here. Just kind of give some commentary on uh, Kanye, you know, how he did it, what he did, and stuff like that, man. Because a lot of people are like, how in the world did that happen? <laughs> I'm going to tell you, I love Kanye with all his faults and all his faults. I love him. Same here. I love Kanye because he's unashamed he doesn't ask for permission to do what it what he wants to do he just does it and because of that it's led to his success um i i haven't seen a pair of yeezys that i will purchase but right <laughs> but i'm happy for his success and he's made the right uh developed the right relationships Uh, So Adidas and Gap and other companies and his investment in uh, Kim's company and whatnot. And he's, he's a genius. He's brilliant. Right. Um, I, I try to stay away from uh, talk about whatever his mental stability or his political views. Right. Because that's so divisive in our community. Uh, I just love the fact that he's free. He's making money. He's living a life of his dreams, or that could be a life of someone's dreams, and I, I, I appreciate that. Right. And it's paying off for him. Now, I don't know how it is for him in his household, and that's really not my. Uh, <laughs> right. I have nothing to do with that. Right. But it's inspiring. It's inspi- It's inspiring that someone can be wealthy selling something that you wouldn't buy. Right. For sure. <laughs> For sure. You or, know. or that you would criticize when you see it. Right. I think. Or you, with the, you know. No, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, 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 no. That, that's it. I'm like you see it like, what in the world is that? But I love it. Right. And I appreciate that. And it's paying off. And it, I hope that it, it inspires others to pursue their dreams and just go forward. Just ignore the noise, the naysayers, and pursue your dreams. There's 7 billion people on the planet. There's someone that wants what it is that you're selling, that you're offering. For sure. For sure. You know, it, it, it always amazes me that a lot of the most successful people that we see often are either very strict about their lifestyle in some kind of way or they have some eccentricity to them, uh, if you will. And so you definitely uh, you know, know that Kanye definitely you know, walks to the, 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 uh, the sound of his own drum more often than not. Uh, for sure. Uh, you know, and a lot of people were wondering why, like, how in the world is he worth that much? You know, and this is, comes to you know a, a UBS report uh, that says that the Yeezy brand is, is you know, combined probably worth between three point two billion and four point seven billion. I think a lot of people don't understand that, like that uh, he actually has a he, he owns the intellectual property of the Yeezy brand, but he has a partnership with Adidas. And so he yeah. still owns. 100% of the Yeezy brand just kind of wanted to uh, put that in there and so but that's going to wrap up this session of the Star of Life once again we want to thank Terrence and Tepperai Wilson for coming on this show thank you so much brother it's always a pleasure having you on the show my man hey man it's been a pleasure man thank you so much for the opportunity uh, thank you Lawrence Bimini Lucas hey it's been a pleasure it made my day after eight calls and a real busy week <laughs> this is good 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 <laughs> Now, now, me and the wife, we're about to go get together and go run in the park. I hear that. I hear that, man. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. And as always, Startup Mission, if you have an idea, be about that life, 
your startup life. If you want to let us know what you think about the show, have an idea for a show topic, or would like to advertise on a show, send us a message. Our contact information is there in the show notes, or feel free to reach out to us on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram. Go ahead and follow us while you're at it. Follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podcast One, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast, and be sure to hit us with that five-star rating. We would really appreciate that. Be sure to check out the show's website and its startup blog, where either I or some of the world's best business minds share content that will give you the edge you need in your journey, whether that's the path of entrepreneurship or climbing the corporate ladder. Subscribe to our Patreon to listen to ad-free episodes, exclusive content, and digital products that we are beginning to offer. And if you want to be part of the conversation, join the Startup Life podcast on Clubhouse to have the ability to talk directly to some of our guests. And as always, Startup Nation, if you have an idea, be about that life, the Startup Life.